0: everybody. It's Monday. Yep. And it's movie time. Yep. Just like we do. Yep. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Mine was pretty good, but you know, had that funeral to go to.
1: I had a good day today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you did. Yeah. I ain't saying nothing. (laughs) You're not saying nothing. Yeah. Why'd you even bring it up
1: then? I know. (laughs) They sold my dad's truck I got three grand for that. And then they sent me what was in his bank account. And it was much more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> Solved all my problems. It did. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, it was good. Gonna be able to get I home. couldn't
1: solve all of Jen's problems with it, though.
0: Well, I, I couldn't my, pay my, off my all problem, the credit cards My problems are too big yeah. for anyone to solve. You're
1: right. <laughs> Jen's okay. credit card. It's okay. Yet. I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. used, I'm used to
0: being broke. <laughs> this, this credit cards are. Fucking <laughs> it's made been like me. that my whole life. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just kind of like, yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm screwed. What else is new? Um, we'll,
1: we'll we'll get it paid off.
0: I know. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. it's not that bad. I mean, you know.
1: No, it's humanly possible. Like a
0: lot of people have way, way, yeah, way more credit card debt would, than I have. It would
1: take s- several years. Five. It probably would. Yeah. yeah. Five years. probably It probably would. Yeah. We just got to chip away at
0: it. Yeah, that's all you got to do.
1: If not, it'd just fucking
0: kill us. Xana said, congrats, middle. Tom. You didn't tell me you became a millionaire today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a fucking
1: millionaire. <laughs> I feel like a millionaire fucking shopping on Timu with that shit. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I won't have a problem buying a car. We just put it that way.
0: Which is good because yeah. we've been needing one. Yeah. So.
1: And um, I could buy a car and a motorcycle with this. But I think I'm going to buy you a could, car and pay up yeah. my credit cards.
0: Yeah, that would probably be the best thing. That yeah. would be the most sensible thing yeah. to do because we really do need another car. Because yeah. we share a car because you have motorcycles. Yeah. And we don't commute anywhere, so we don't drive a lot. Right. But my car is – it still runs. It's very reliable, but yeah. it's 20 years old.
1: I could buy a used car, a decent used car, and a decent used Harley. Or, yeah, or a decent used a – definitely, definitely a decent used Indian. I could afford an Indian Scout.
0: Well, you, you can yeah. buy whatever you want.
1: Yeah, and just pay it all outright. You wouldn't have to find it.
0: Yeah. So, so that was some good news mm-hmm. we had today. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, thank you very much to Xanada for sending us this movie. Also, sent us The Departed, which we will be talking about next Monday. Uh, Mrs. Peacock says I hate this movie. Just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> some people do, but it really does seem like the overarching. Uh, You know Opinion about this movie Is that it's a masterpiece And I would tend to agree I did see this movie Did I see it in the theater? I kind of feel like I did Maybe not Maybe I saw it Like maybe I rented it When it came out So this was actually My second viewing But you had never seen it before No If you like the Batman series And And James Bond Like 007
1: And The Matrix it's all kind of combined in the same.
0: Difference. I actually like this better than the Matrix.
1: Yeah, well, it's a little more up to date than the Matrix. It's got some better effects. It's kind of a, it, it's kind of a more plausible story. I don't know. The, both those stories are kind of equally plausible or implausible, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, it's a good movie, though. It's got a fucking killer cast, all star. The acting is really good. The special effects are really good. It's a very complicated movie, though. You, uh, you
0: really you got to pay attention. It's, yeah, it's long. <laughs> There's enough for what are you doing, Pope? She's tearing up my bookshelf. There's enough it's for two anything.
1: movies here, easily. Um, it's uh, it's complicated. It it would take I'd have to see this several times to actually I think pick up on everything. I think because I was missing a lot of stuff. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, what's what's happening now? I had to kind of.
0: And I will tell you that there is a shit ton of like Easter egg type stuff going on like in the background with like the numbers and the music yeah. and it's like, yeah. there's all kind of shit going on in this that you don't really pick up unless you see it a bunch of times. Visually, it's great.
1: Oh, the acting is really good. DiCaprio fucking knocks it out of the park. Everybody's Michael Caine's in it. He fucking, he's great. Yeah,
0: he's not in it much, but yeah, yeah. he's in it. He, uh,
1: all kinds of, just any everybody that's in this movie is great.
0: I really love the ensemble. Yeah. I think, like, everybody works really well together. Yeah, Tom
1: Hardy's in it. He's fucking great in it. Uh, it's basically all the cast of Batman's in it. Well, yeah, Except like I said, he, I mean, that's Heath kinda... Ledger is, but... Well... I, I, but, you know, he's it got everybody else in it.
0: That's good flick. Yeah. Danny Rowling said, Dark City is the first Matrix-style film and the best. You know what? I don't think we've ever reviewed dark city i've never seen it fucking love dark city you would probably really dig it yeah i've only seen uh, that's another movie i feel like you need to see i've only seen
1: scenes from it it looked really good oh
0: it's awesome it's awesome
1: yeah
0: um and i feel like a lot of people like a lot of people like you know slobber on the knob of the matrix and stuff and i'm i like the matrix i'm not saying that but i think it's in my opinion the matrix is slightly overrated i think um, but it was a movie of its time. Dark City kind of got there first, I want to say, because I think Dark City came out a year before The Matrix, did it yeah. not? I thought it came out in 98, and I thought The Matrix came out in 99. This movie is about basically corporate spies, and yeah. their
1: job is is to invade people's dreams. They have the technology to do it, and to get information from them by way of their dreams.
0: Like from their subconscious. From their subconscious. They're called extractors.
1: yeah. And a lot of the stuff that's happening is in this movie is happening inside these dream worlds. So it's kind of like the Matrix. Um, they end up taking this mission not to take ideas out of a guy's head or information out of a head, but to implant an idea into somebody's in head. Inception. And then yeah, to get this guy to sell off his father's empire. That's what their his he had all these monopolies and shit. And that, that's what the mission is. And uh, they weren't sure if it was possible. But the guy, the main character played by Leonardo DiCaprio, he thought it could be possible because it turns out he tried it on his wife.
0: Well, he, he didn't try. He did it on his wife. He did life. it. <laughs> but it wasn't
1: totally successful in the way. It, it worked, but it, it but killed it, her.
0: But it went bad in, yeah. in the worst way imaginable. <laughs> right. So a bunch of shit happened. And he's feeling kind of about bad about it. it. Yeah. Well, I really do like. Because, okay, so Christopher Nolan obviously wrote and directed this movie. And he started working on this idea way back in 2002, like right after he made Insomnia, which is also a good movie. And it took him a really long time. I think he came up with this concept. He liked the idea of, like, dream stealers, as he called it. So he wrote this kind of treatment. And then he was like, you know... I feel like I need more experience doing like big budget kind of movies, like epic kind of movies, because this needs that because it's about dreams and you can go crazy with it. So he actually kind of put it on the back shelf until he made Batman Begins, which I think was 2005. Uh, Then he made the Prestige, which is also fucking great. I love the Prestige. I think we might have, did we, did we review the Prestige? Please tell me know. you did, because I love that. The book is great too. If you I don't remember which one that was about, that was about the two rival uh, magicians. Remember, and oh, David yeah. Bowie was in it as Tesla. Yeah, with he the replicating told me about machine. It, but I never got to see it. Oh, so maybe we didn't review it. No, we didn't review it. Oh, it's awesome. I love the Prestige. I
1: also wanted to see the one about the guy who was playing Tesla who was making copies of himself and killing himself.
0: Yeah, that's what this that's is. the same one? Yeah, okay. that's the Prestige. Okay, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... You've um, Tesla technology. Yeah, the book is great, too. It's by uh, Christopher Priest, I think, wrote the book. But yeah, it's a, I have it in here somewhere. Um I think my brother gave it to me actually now I'm thinking about it. Um and then he yeah. also made uh, The Dark Knight before he made this one. So he wanted to kind of like build up to doing this one because he wanted it to be like really big and epic. It turned out this movie cost a lot to make. I think it was 160 million. However, it made all it made over 800 million like on and was one of the highest grossing movies that year and it got nominated for a bunch of awards and shit like that and i think that a lot of people because 2010 i was kind of watching some other reviews and like looking at some other movies that came out in 2010 a lot of people that are real into cinema was like 2010 was kind of a shit year like it you know a lot of really good movies didn't come out i mean black swan and stuff like that came out but um so there weren't like a lot of really good ones so everybody was like just you know just really amazed that this movie came out in the summer and it's kind of like a big epic blockbuster type of movie, but it's also like really intelligent and like really intricate. And a lot of critics were like really jazzed about that. Cause I yep. said that just goes to show that you can make an intelligent movie that doesn't hold the audience's hand, but still make it like this big epic summer blockbuster. That's really successful. Yeah.
1: And we got sent this movie Blu-ray from Xanada who is in the uh, comic book. Section right now, so I want to give him a shout out and thanks for sending us this movie. If you send us a movie, we review it as soon as possible.
0: I mean, yes, yeah. goes when we to get, the front to of the it. line. Yeah, when we get to it.
1: And uh, but no, I I agree. He was Zaneta sent me two movies. The other one was uh, another the Leonardo DiCaprio, The Departed. Film. The Departed, which is uh, which is Martin Scorsese. We're going to see that one next. That's I know that's going to be good because of Martin Scorsese. It, that one is good. It is good. But well, me, me and Zanita had a couple of other Di- DiCaprio flicks in common. Like we both like Romeo and Juliet. Which I think is a masterpiece.
0: A uh, great flick. If you haven't seen it, see it. It's Play Baz Lerman and I really like Baz Lerman A lot some yeah. people don't. He's very fizzy and over the top, I get that. But fun movie. Yeah, I like that. Great it a lot.
1: soundtrack. Uh, accurate to the to, to the source material. Um just just a good flick. So I, but the thing is, is that I had only seen that movie. The Aviator, which didn't make a huge impression on me, really. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay, but it didn't make a big... And then I saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And that movie blew me away. And I was like, man, I didn't know that DiCaprio was a good actor. Yeah. Because I only knew him really from, like, child roles. Right. Or not... Don't call
0: it child roles. I think that was, he was kind of... a young of, guy. Yeah, that was kind of a Fucking Ed DiCaprio's good, man. He He's
1: good. Is. He's a good actor. I, I, uh, I gained a lot of respect from him watching these movies. I want to see Blood Diamond, too which some people say it's a great movie other people say well it's just I really liked it yeah I want to see that one too I only but, saw it uh, once
0: but I really liked it
1: yeah when I was watching um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I, I was impressed with DiCaprio I thought I was seeing an unusual performance by him like wow he, he did something good. no all of his movies are good he, he, he can act I just wasn't aware of it. You, you know, I wasn't a fan.
0: Yeah, I mean, we kind of now. We kind of got off on the Leonardo DiCaprio thing because of Shutter Island, which yeah. we reviewed last week. Shutter Island's a fucking masterpiece, which was great. Yeah, yeah, it's one. Of, that's like one of the
1: top movies I've seen. That's a great movie. It's up there with fucking da- uh, Damnation. What's it called? Uh, uh,
0: Nightmare, Nightmare Alley.
1: Nightmare Alley. I almost said oh. Damnation Alley. That's another movie. That's a different movie. Yeah, it, yeah. Nightmare Alley is a fucking great flick. He's not in it, but. Those two movies see, are real similar to me. See Nightmare Alley if you like uh, uh, fucking... Um, what, was the name of what was it? <laughs> i <I've> bet been <drinking. laughs> Not that much.
0: Nightmare Alley was Guillermo del Toro. And, yeah, yeah. and it's a remake from the yeah, yeah. I think, from the Gotta 40s. see Nightmare <laughs> Alley. Well, it was it's from great. a novel, too. Zach says, yeah. I just remember this movie, Inception, is yeah. where all the Hans Zimmer memes came from. Yeah, because this movie, when it came out in 2010 as far as I'm aware, the trailer for the movie was the first one, or at least the first one in wide release, to use that now ubiquitous brrrrm yeah. noise. Yeah. So um, so it kind of became like a joke because everybody else started, they are like, hey, that's pretty cool. We're going to yeah. use that now. Because that does turn up a lot. And it's Hans Zimmer, I mean, he's done a bajillion, like, really great movie scores. But he did do that in this. So, um, so yeah, it, that kind of became a thing afterwards. So I can see if you're seeing it now. And didn't realize that this was kind of the first one to do that. You're just like, oh god, here we go again with all the big like bram kind of noises. But um, but yeah, this was Zanda kind of the first said that one to do. that this
1: movie cemented DiCaprio as a top actor. Like, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. And well, it, the thing about it, like, he worked the thing. Okay, I gotta So see. he's telling me I got to see Django Unchained. He yeah, says he's
1: awesome in that too. Okay, all yeah.
0: Right. And also, Zach says "Gangs of New York" is great too. I really, yeah, movie, I, I saw that in uh, the theater. I
1: DiCaprio's think. in that, was I he? I don't think he is in that.
0: I can't remember. It's been a yeah. while. Like I said, I saw it in. The it was a good theater. movie. I
1: haven't seen it in a long time.
0: Yeah, I, re- it was I remember. Basically, really.
1: true. A lot of the stuff. That you yeah, saw, yeah. There. It was based yeah,
0: on kind of a true story. But yeah, so the thing about it, so Christopher Nolan, um, the cool thing about him is that he seems like a filmmaker's filmmaker in the sense that he's really, really into cinema as an art form. And so he'll really use stuff that like homages his favorite movies. Like for example, in inception, um, you know, which most people know, but if you haven't seen it, it's kind of operates on, it's kind of complicated to get into, but it, but it sort of operates on three distinct dream levels. Each one of those levels he based on a different movie that he was into. The top dream level, which was in like downtown LA or whatever with the train coming through like on the road and everything, he based that on Heat, the Michael Mann movie, which we just reviewed not too long ago. Uh, The second one down, which was like in the weird hotel, he kind of based on The Shining. And then the third one down, he based on uh, the James Bond movie on on, uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. So I was so, right
1: about this Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well,
0: and you're not the only person because I watched yeah. um uh a very old like Chris Stuckman review of this, and he said, Yeah, this is basically like The Matrix meets James Bond. Yeah. So it's kind of like so it's like an action movie. He I think he wrote it initially like as a horror film, but then he decided to go heist movie. This is essentially a heist movie.
1: Yeah.
0: But set but more like sci-fi with some kind of horror elements. I feel
1: okay, okay, like a Mission Impossible flick.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a team of
1: spies. They're going to try to pull this mission off, all acting together. Which you know, I love Mission Impossible, especially the newer Mission Impossibles. You know, Tom Cruise, he 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 nails it. He he can compete with 007 franchise with the Mission Impossible. It it reminds me of Mission Impossible more than James Bond. More more like that.
0: Yeah, I get you. Because they're
1: a team. Right. James Bond, James working on his own.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know. I mean, you do get, like, I know Leonardo DiCaprio is obviously, like, the star of the show. Like, yeah. he's the main guy. He's the Bond. But, yeah. yeah, but there is, like, an ensemble thing where everybody has their own role to play. Yeah. And, but in in the sense that, I mean, particularly the the more recent Bond movies with Daniel Craig, where he's more of, like, a wounded... Uh, kind of character, you know what I mean? Where they go, like, more into his psychology, I guess. Well, they're
1: grinding him down, man.
0: Right. So I feel like in that sense, because the whole thing about Leonardo DiCaprio's character in this, whose name is Cobb, by the way, um, (laughs) is that, I mean, he's fucked up, right? He can't really build dream worlds anymore like he used to because he can't get over the death of his wife, guilt over having caused it, essentially, indirectly. And... You know, and the fact that his conception of her in his subconscious keeps, like, bleeding into his missions and, like, fucking them up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it seems like it's kind of, like, getting worse and worse. Yeah. And, you know, he can't really let go of her. Yeah, I see
1: the Bond parallel that you're talking about. Yeah. Now, for some people, there are some people out there maybe listening that didn't like the Daniel Craig James Bond, that they were too dark and that, hey, it was too negative. That's actually closer to the damn source material, Bond was not a fucking a happy dude, you know. They had to pull him out of the gutter at the beginning of most of the, the books to clean him back up and get him back on his mission, he, you know. Um, but I, I, I was, I'm was i a huge fan of, of the fucking, uh, of many of the Bond series, is, you know, because they're not all the same. But I love the Daniel Craig ones. I got, all, I got them all on Blu-ray. So, um, but yeah, I see what you're talking about that there are some bond parallels, but the tone reminds me more of Mission Impossible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I the see newer that.
1: Mission Impossibles, so yeah. But and, it's great, though. You know, it's great. Like, yeah,
0: that's... I mean, the thing about it, like I said, and I think that it's kind of more... I think the initial thing was that Christopher Nolan, he even said, like, in interviews, that he wanted to do this more like a heist movie, but then he's like, you know, there. They're usually... Heist movies are kind of more action-oriented, and you don't really have, like, a big, like, emotional core or anything like that. So, as it turned out, I think that him and Leonardo DiCaprio worked together on that character to add more emotional resonance to... Like, to make it... I don't want to say, like, a love story at the middle of it. It kind of is. But the whole... One of the themes of the movie is Cobb, you know, the character of Cobb, trying to learn to let go of his dead wife and live in reality. Now we do want to discuss this and this is kind of spoilery and stuff like that. But honestly, I don't think, can you even spoil this movie? Is it possible to spoil this movie? Because if you talk about things that happened in the movie and you haven't seen the movie, then they won't have any context for you. So it doesn't really spoil it. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I said, it's complicated. It's taking place. The main bulk of the action is taking place simultaneously on three subconscious dream levels. You know what I mean? So there's different shit going on at each and then there's like another level up here that's you presume is reality. And then you find out that there's another level under that which is kinda like a limbo type of thing. So you essentially have like a five layer cake going yeah. on. And you have to keep track and like I said, the, this is where it gets confusing. The movie the doesn't really it doesn't pander like, it doesn't really, like... It's so not it ex- going to slow down and tell you what's happening. It explains how yeah. shit works. It yeah. explains what the rules are, and, and it generally keep, does stick to those rules. Yeah. But it trusts you to keep up. Right. you got to keep up. So you really do have to, like, pay attention to what's going on. So, like I said, it would, I think it would behoove most people to, like, see yeah. it a couple of times. Just so you catch everything and that's the matrix will patter to you.
1: That's, see that's it,
0: why I didn't like it The as Matrix
1: much. would explain to you exactly what was going on you know what I mean and they, they were very slow with you which I think that made it a successful movie because come on let's, let's be honest the average person in a theater the 100 IQ half of them dumber than that they need to be, have their hands held to walk through it they'll fucking really, they'll really enjoy it especially if they're young y- young guys really like The Matrix because it was like a new concept yeah that's another thing about this movie had I seen this as a teenager I probably would have liked it even more you know yeah. what I mean it was all the weird shit that was happening I mean it's a but great I'm it, concept I'm seeing it as a jaded 54 year old and I'm going yeah that's a that's a cool idea but I was recognizing a lot of the the tricks that it was doing you know I was like oh I know where well they got. yeah I know where they got this well yeah yeah you're right he is a James Bond type character like, kind of like Daniel Gregg but he's within a team kind of like uh, kind of like uh, Mission Impossible They're kind of doing The Matrix, and it's also kind of like a a heist flick.
0: But the Mission Impossible flicks are kind of like heist flicks, And honestly, there's nothing new under the sun, really. I mean, you can't do anything new, really. You can just take tropes and things like that and remix them into a way that's original, which this absolutely does.
1: Okay, Nolan, man, he did a great job in Batman. There's not really going to be anything new in Batman, he did kind of freshen it up and give you a, a d- different version of it. I thought it was really good, but the Batman concept's not very original. This is as original as you're gonna get for Nolan. This is Nolan's fucking tale. He's telling it.
0: We still need to do Memento, by the way.
1: I haven't seen that one,
0: which came out yeah. years before this one. Okay. Well, I told yeah, I told Tom I was like, okay, well, it's about um, a guy who can't form new memories. Like, he has short-term memory loss. I said, so the whole entire movie is filmed in backwards order. The scenes are all in backwards order. And he was just kind of like, no, I don't think I'm ready for that. (laughs) So I'm like, it's really good, though. I didn't have a hard time following it. But this one, I can see... I did not have a hard time following it, but I can see how people would. Because, like I said, it doesn't, you really, really, really have to, like, pay attention to everything that people say and, like, what's going on. Because it goes back and forth, like, all the time. So, basically, like I said, the plot of it is, is you have Leonardo DiCaprio's character cop, Cobb, who is an extractor. His whole job, which it's implied is not entirely legal. I mean, it's corporate espionage, right? So, it's not entirely on the up and up. So his whole job is to go, they've developed, they don't go too much into this. It's not too like hard sci-fi or anything, but they just kind of offhandedly mention that this kind of shared dream technology, which is engendered somehow through like some chemistry type thing, which like I said, it's not important. Um, You know, they they don't bog the movie down with explaining the whys and wherefores of how the shit works. They're just like, we can do it. Okay, just move on. So they have like a shared dream space. And if you can go into somebody else's dream and take information from them, and then you can give it to others. So he gets paid like big money for, like by these big corporations to go into other people's dreams and extract useful information that the other companies can use to fuck them over. You know what I mean? So that's what he's doing at the beginning, like him and a couple of his other team members. that's what he's doing at the beginning um but he doesn't succeed however it turns out that the guy who was his mark the guy who was whose dreams he was going into um Saito who's this big like wealthy business owner he's like I'll tell you what um you know he pretty much has all the money in the world and he's like if you do this job for me I will make it so that you can um go back home and see your family which he's not been able to do because of like a murder charge he can't go back to the united states and blah de blah so he's like i can fix all that for you because he has all the money in the world like i said he's like but what i want you to do is go into the mind of the son of this big huge like company owner that was like a rival company to Saito's, and he's like i want you to go in there and plant an idea in his head that that he can break his dad's company up like after his dad croaks right and he's like and then i can kind of take over and blah blah so that's what he wants him to do so they're talking about inception which is implanting an idea in someone's head now it sounds like an easy thing to do but apparently not so they do kind of explain that to do this you have to put the idea in the person's head so that they think it's their own idea so all of this because there's a whole thing that's, like I said, that's kind of explained as they go, that if you are in somebody else's head and that person's subconscious recognizes that you are essentially an alien invader, then the subconscious will, like, come after you. So, like, in that sense, the way that comes across on the screen as people, like, looking at you and then, like, they start getting increasingly hostile as they recognize you are not supposed to be there. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how they how they kind of show it in the movie. And also there's a thing where if like some people know that this exists, that people can like creep around in your dreams and like steal your information and stuff. So some of the higher muckety mucks, like rich people and stuff have hired other companies to like give them like mental things they can do to like fob that off you know what i mean and again that manifests as like essentially like a security detail so if you go inside their dreams then all like all these like army dudes with guns come out and start shooting at you and bloody blah now if you die in the dream it doesn't kill you in real life just wakes you up however this one mission that they're going on where they're supposed to incept or put this idea in this dude's head and make him think it's his own idea to do this they have to go super super deep like i said they build this three level subconscious thing that they're gonna you know bring this dude into essentially and like make him think that it's reality so they're gonna do that but they get this they get the um services of this chemist who has come up with this really good shit that has like this super sedative in it you can go like super way deep like way deeper than normal only problem is that if you die when you're way down deep on one of these dream levels um you don't wake back up your subconscious essentially goes gets kicked down into this limbo type place and you don't really come back from it and you find out later that leonardo dicaprio's character him and his wife had gotten lost in this dream limbo for what to them seemed like 50 years, even though it was only one night. Because that's another thing, like, the deeper down you go, like, there's time dilation. So that's another thing that you have to kind of keep track of. And like I said, the best fucking part of this, where they're doing the whole big heist, where they're trying to, you know, essentially implant this idea in Killian Murphy's mind, is they have the three layers going on at once because they have different members of the team, like, on the different layers because they have to, like, wake the people up at a particular time and all this other kind of stuff. So on the top layer, to do what they call a kick, like, to wake people up, he basically, like, backs the van, like, over this fucking overpass. So it takes, like, even though in real life it would just take, what, like, less than a minute, like, to fall into the water you know, they're three levels down. And so to them, it takes like an hour. So so you see this van just slowly, slowly, like while they're like trying to do shit like down because they have longer time, but you know what I mean? So, that's, so you really have to kind of keep track of all. And the crazy thing about this, there's there's massive numbers of videos on YouTube explaining all of the little Easter eggs and weird little details and shit like that. They said one of the coolest things is that the song they use uh, that Edith Piaf song that they use to um, signal to everybody like when a kick is coming, so they're like, "Hey, wrap your shit up. We're gonna wake y'all up now." Um, that song is two minutes and twenty-eight minute, two minutes and twenty-eight seconds long, and the movie is two hours and twenty-eight minutes long, and he probably did that on purpose. But like everything about like all the numbers on the shit, like the number on the train. Uh, is the same as, like, the hotel room number but, like, reversed. It's just, like, all of this crazy shit. And he did it all on purpose. Um, all of their names, like, the first names of all their names together spell, like, Dream's Pay or something like that. There's all kind of crazy little details in there about the shit. So, here's the thing that a lot of people, why people still talk about this fucking movie, is the ending. Yeah. Now, (laughs) and Christopher Nolan himself has said, This is the one question that people, more than any movie that I've ever made, he's like, people ask me this question all the fucking time. And he's like, and they ask me, it almost as if, like, I'm going to answer it. (laughs) Which, I mean, he kind of has, though. But there's still, like, a lot of theories about this. Basically, if you've seen the movie, you know. The end of it has Leonardo DiCaprio supposedly getting back home and seeing his children, which is all he wanted, right? And this is supposedly the real world. Now he has this spinning top that um, that he's been using and they've established that that's how he uh, knows if he's still in a dream or not, because he's kind of losing track sometimes um, if it just keeps spinning instead of falling over. So at the very end of the movie, when he comes back to his house and like sees his kids out in the yard, he does the top on the table and then he goes out to see his kids and the top's still spinning and then we fade to black we cut to black and the credits roll. So a lot of people are like, ah, what the fuck? Like, what does that mean? Like, is he really, is this the real world? Is it going to fall over? Is he really, or you know what I mean? Now what Christopher Nolan has said, at least what I interpreted and other people have said this too, is that he's like, the point of that wasn't whether the top fell over or not. The point of it was that he didn't care if it fell over or not because he just spun it and he left it there. Because they said several points during the movie he would obsessively like spin it to make sure like it felt it's like, oh my god, am I in the real world or is this a dream or whatever? Because in a dream it would just keep spinning. So he's like, the whole point of that last scene was that it didn't matter. He didn't look at it. He was just like, oh, there are my kids, I'm gonna go. So if this is a dream, it didn't matter to him. That's kind of, that his children were more important and he just chose to accept this reality. Now there are theories floating around out there that... Um, I mean, I think, I don't know. I think that he did actually get back to reality, although I know that there are arguments against that as well, which are perfectly valid. Some people have argued that Ariadne, uh, Ellen slash Elliot Page's character, that she came up with, because she seemed very concerned about, she was the one that constructed all the uh, mazes, like all the subconscious worlds, right? The dream worlds. And she seemed very concerned about his inability to keep his wife from, like, fucking up their mission because, you know, it wasn't his wife. It was his conception of her, like his guilt about her death. And she kept popping up and fucking up their shit. And she was concerned about that, rightly so, because she was on this job too. So some people have said that Ariadne made um, a dream world for him without telling him. And had put him in it, had incepted it, you know, into him without him being the wiser. Which I suppose, I don't really see that there's anything in the movie that would negate that. I mean, that could be the case. But like I said, I think the point of the last scene is that it didn't matter to him anymore. You know what I mean? Like, even if they're not real. Because that was kind of the whole thing was that... And I like that. I like that he kind of left it like that because now you're sitting there thinking, "Well, wait, what? Well, is anything real anymore? <laughs> like, there's no- was this whole movie not real? You know, reality is a point of view." Point yeah, and want. I kind of think that's the point he was making. Yeah, was that he said
1: he was in dreamland with his wife for fifty fucking years. Yeah, and then they did all this shit. They weren't though. They were just asleep,
0: and they were but, just asleep for like one night.
1: For one night. But and to they, them, it seemed they, like yeah, 50 for years. them it was fifty years they bought into it. Now, I've never had a dream like that.
0: Yeah, I have too. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've never had a dream like that. where it was like 50 years, but I've had dreams where it was like a f- seemed like it was where it
0: was like a long time. A couple of days. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> but it's it's very jumpy. Yeah. Uh, but they said they got good at it. Kind of like uh,
0: it was like lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming. Yeah. They Which, built like a whole world down there. Yeah. Theoretically
1: you might be able to do it kind of, but I don't think you could do it. <laughs> But <laughs> well, like I said, it's a
0: fascinating concept. It's a good
1: concept, yeah.
0: Because, you know, even if it doesn't... Because the thing about it, you could go really wild with this, but the thing about it, because Tom is like... Because at one point he said, well, man, you'd think they'd be coming up with all kind of like crazy weapons and all this kind of shit. I said, yeah, but the whole point of their job is to either... Oh, ext- that <laughs> it was the cats, run cats running. Cats run like I just hear them running around chasing yeah. each other in the hallway. Um the whole point of their job was to either extract or implant information. And to do that, you kind of want the shit to be sort of realistic because I'm thinking if it's like too fantastical then the people will be like wait, what the fuck is going on? Like they'll they'll be aware that they're dreaming, you know what I mean? But there is crazy shit that happens in this and like the visual effects in this are amazing. And when I cuz we're I'm sitting there thinking I remember when I first saw this and that great fucking fight scene with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and, like, fighting the people in the, the spinning hallway. Like, because in the one dream layer up, their van is falling off the overpass or the bridge or whatever. And so they're kind of flying through space. So one dream level down, because he's sleeping in the van, so he's, like, flying around all over, yeah. like, this hotel room. But he's, like, used to it because he does this all the time. And I'm watching that, and I didn't look it up at the time, because I was like, man, that looks so good. It does not look like CGI. You know why? Because it's not. That is not CGI. They built a hotel room hallway in a hamster wheel, essentially, and then just had them kind of like, yeah, so it looks really good.
1: High Desert said that um, he he thought that sell with Jennifer Lopez was a that's picture. a great movie. I love that movie. That movie
0: it, we should probably review that, one that too. That movie
1: starred Jennifer Lopez and her booty, and <laughs> it was
0: a fucking great movie. Two separate, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's kind of yeah. <laughs> of course, man. She brought the booty along with it, but um, yeah, yeah, I brought my booty yes, today. Yeah, Usually, yeah, I would sure. leave it at yeah. home, but today I brought yeah. it
1: with. But, me. Any, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, she did. I did that shit on purpose, people. Okay. But. Uh, that was a good movie. Uh, she was penetrating the dream world of a serial killer trying to find yeah. where uh, where he had stashed some uh, female victim that he had in a cell where he was going to drown her. That was a cool flick. I haven't seen it in a long time.
0: Yeah, I remember the visuals and that I, I being remember really liking it. really crazy.
1: Now, he said it was a better movie. One of the things that It's made a different it's movie. different. What made that movie really good is that it was it was relatively simple and accessible. Uh, this movie is not simple. It's 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 a lot more complicated. It's just a different kind of movie. Uh, yeah, but the, but the cell was good. Cell was easy to follow, though.
0: It was, yeah. It was well, and like I said, I what you said about the Matrix. I mean, that seemed like a pretty simple concept. This yeah. is not a super complex comp, you know, concept. But the way that it's executed, they're telling
1: three stories at once towards the end, or four stories.
0: Yeah, so you really have yeah. to keep track of where everybody is. Like, who's on, who's on this yeah. level? What's going on in the real level? You know, where's the real world? And then there's all that other yeah. stuff, like the subplot about him and his the relationship between him and his wife. And it's just kind of like, you know, is this the real world when he comes out of it at the end? Because it kind of seems like maybe yeah. not. And it's just, you know, because some people have said, oh, when he sees his kids at the end, they're in the exact same position and, like, wearing the same clothes that they were like, every time he sees them in his memories. yeah, But... I don't know.
1: Most impressive thing about the cell is that J Lo can actually act. She's actually yeah. good. Well, she, yeah, she I didn't. I didn't expect it when I was watching. it. Right. I was like, yeah, she's gonna. This is gonna be stupid. No, she actually. She, I bought it. She was like, yeah, she can act. She hasn't been in very many movies, though, has she?
0: No, she's been a shit ton of movies. Yeah, she, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think it's having a Yeah, now. she's been in a shit ton okay. of movies.
1: So that's well, it's good because she can act.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think people are always skeptical, like, when somebody who's mainly known for it's one like thing, and like, shit, singers yeah. and stuff, and it's like, oh, they want to be in a movie now? Yeah, right. Fuck off. But like, like Vanilla
1: Ice trying to be in a movie?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, because and I can see why people are skeptical, because most of the, 99% of the time, a shit does not work out. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, stay in your lane. But, there are yep. always those people that are multi-talented, yeah. you know, so you never know. Just give everybody a chance, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Danny Rowling said, this sort of sounds like that Dennis Quaid dream film. Oh, Dreamscape, from 1984. It's, um... Not really. I Well, I think the just the general concept of, you know, a shared dream world is similar. But I love Dreamscape, but, you know, it was the 80s. Um, it was, like I said, it was a lot more straightforward concept. This one is a lot more complex, you know? And like I said, there's a lot more... It's It's basically like a heist film, but taking place, like, in a dream world. But, um, but like I said, they, they do a lot of cool shit with all the special effects and everything. And I was actually quite surprised to learn that most of the special effects in this are practical. Other than the stuff which obviously they couldn't do uh, practically because there is um, a scene where, uh, when... Cobb first takes Ariadne into a dream world to kind of explain to her, you know, the job they want her to do, like, and everything. So that's, she's kind of like the audience insert in that way because that's kind of how they explain the rules of, like, how to do this and everything like that because she's kind of new coming out of the team. She's, like, a college student and stuff, and she's going to be the person that's going to construct all these dream worlds for the guy that they're going to implant the idea into. So he takes her into a dream world in Paris. Even she doesn't know it's a dream and she immediately like takes right to it and starts doing all kind of crazy shit you know what i mean like she makes the whole city like fold back on itself and shit like that which looks really really good but i like that they didn't go too over the top with it you know but there's like all these kind of little details in there that are like that you don't really notice the first time you watch it but then like later on you watch it like one of the things that i didn't actually realize until i was like reading another review of it is the reason that when they go down to the first layer of the dream world, which is like the dream LA, the reason that it's pouring down rain, which it doesn't usually do in LA, by the way, is because Yusuf, the chemist, had to pee really bad because they were on the plane. Like, you know, they were on the plane the whole time. He had to pee really bad. So he dreamed that it was raining really hard. But it's just like, and I was just like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. But there's like all kind of like little details like that that you don't really notice unless you see. But yeah, so, oh, and even the the shot of all of them in the van going over the bridge, like when they're underwater, like in the, they did that for real. That's not CGI or anything like that. And they were like, yeah, when we were passing the, the scuba gear back and forth. Yeah, that we were really doing that. Yeah. So we had to be under there for like several minutes at a time, and like they're pass trying to the do. Shit. They're
1: trying to make sure that those effects would hold up, and they do because matrix effects didn't really hold up. No, you know, some of the shit that they were doing, dodging bullets, it looked cool at the time, but you look at those scenes now, and you, you see what they did. You know,
0: it's just yeah. Well, that's why I'm always a big advocate of whenever possible, please do the effects practically. Um, you know, it just It will never date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really. Uh, Not the same way that CGI will. I mean, look at shit that was made in the 90s with CGI, other than Jurassic Park, which still looks pretty fucking great.
1: Pretty good, yeah.
0: But you see other movies made in the 90s and 2000s with CGI, and a lot of it looks like shit. Yeah. Especially if they didn't spend, like, you know, millions and millions of dollars on it. You know, it just looks cheesy. They didn't really get it right until recently. And even recent films with CGI... Don't look, it still looks a little Uncanny Valley to me. Like, you can still tell that it's CGI.
1: That CGI is like what they did on Fury Road, where it was all real, but they used CG to uh, get rid of the damn tire tracks.
0: Yeah, like minimal. Yeah,
1: and safety harnesses were taken out. But everything else was fucking real.
0: And that seems to be what they tried to do with this one. I mean, Christopher Nolan basically said, he's like, I want to do as much practically in camera as possible. Like I said, the city of Paris folding over on itself, obviously you have to do that with CGI. But they did a really good job... Of making that look realistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It still doesn't look super Now big. in
1: Fury Road, some people thought that the fire coming out of the guitar was CG. It's not, it's practical.
0: Yeah. And then
1: that and that, that truck that had the stage on it, when it's wrecked, they thought that was CG. It's not.
0: No. They That's wrecked real. a real
1: truck. They wrecked that truck and I saw way it all, all the, the shit went flying stuff. off and everything. It was all it was practical. Now the, the steering wheel that came and swallowed up the camera, that was CG. But, <clears throat> yeah, the, but that truck crashing was real just that the way it was shot, the frame rate made it look kind of weird.
0: Yeah. But yeah, most of the, um, you know, yeah, Xana said, will the visuals in this movie hold up 20 years from now, or will it look like bad CGI? It'll it'll hold up. Yeah. This movie in particular, because like I said, I saw that this came out in 2010. And I saw it probably in 2011, 2012, something like that. And I remember it looking, like, really, really good. And then I didn't know that most of the um, effects had been done practically. So when we saw it again, and particularly that fight scene in the hallway, I was like, holy shit, that looks fucking great. I was like, that looks real. Like, that does not look like 2010 CGI at all. And then I found out later, it's like, it's because it's not. It's because it's not. They did it for real. Like, they had an actual rotating hallway, And uh, he basically had... I think he had a safety harness, obviously. But, um, you know, he just had to kind of maneuver around and, like, not get hit by the lights and all that other kind of shit. They had to, like, rehearse it and all and everything. And like I said, you know, all the underwater shots and stuff like that, they really did all of that for real. And you can tell um, it looks really, really good still. Which a lot of movies from 2010 um, do not. But, um, But, yeah, so... I don't know. So what I don't know what everybody's theories about this movie are whether you actually think that the whole thing was Leonardo DiCaprio's dream and like he wasn't even uh in reality at the end or I don't know. I kind of think he was, but some people are like, like I said, about the kids, oh, the kids didn't look any older and they had the same clothes on and why was Michael Caine there? Because I thought he lived in Paris and what is he doing in, you know, in the US, like wherever they landed and all this other kind of stuff and nobody talked to each other and that's really weird and all this other kind of shit, but I don't know. I Like I said, I think there's arguments and it's kind of intriguing to think about that maybe the whole thing was, but like I said, I think the whole point of the movie was that, because they had a couple conversations earlier about just kind of like accepting reality you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because that was kind of the whole point of their of him and his wife's whole thing where you know they lost themselves in this limbo dimension because they could do whatever they wanted and they could build a whole entire world just for themselves and stuff like that but they just got lost in it and then he started freaking out because he couldn't distinguish the dream world from reality anymore which started flipping him out and then he accidentally implanted the idea in her head that her world wasn't real he was really just trying to get her out of the limbo but when she came back to reality she didn't believe that was reality either and so then she ended up killing herself perhaps thinking that that would wake her up you know what i mean because it's significant that she killed herself by jumping out of a window because they, they established several times that the kick is like that feeling like when you fall. You know what I mean? When you're falling asleep and you're just like, you know, and it wakes you up like you feel it. Like I have that all the time. One of my major things is like I'll be kind of like drifting off to sleep and I'll dream that I'm walking downstairs and I miss one. And that wakes me up. Yeah. So they're, tra- they're talking about that. So I think it's significant that she jumped out a window thinking, oh, if I jump out a window, I'll die in this dream and I'll wake up in the real world. But that was the real world, so she died. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the, so there was a whole thing about accepting particular realities, and she never could, and then he felt bad because he had implanted the idea in her head, and it kind of grew into this big thing. And So he knew that it could be done because of that. But yeah, there's just... There's, like, just so much fucking detail in this movie that it's absolutely crazy. Like I said, I watched a couple of videos about it where they were talking about all of the shit that was in there, all the shit that was going on in the background, like all the stuff with like the numbers, all the stuff that people said, um, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That kind of like matched up with other things. And it's just insane how intricate this script was, like how well thought out it was. And it's really something that you can't get a handle on just watching it one time. This is definitely a very, very rewatchable film because you miss so much because there's just like so much stuff going on at the same time. Um, Football Pharaoh says, Jen, I love your analysis here. It's fun to listen to. I respectfully disagree though. I think he is dreaming at the end and the point is that real or not, it's not important because it's real to him. Yeah, I honestly, I think, I think that's kind of the whole point of the movie is that, whether it's a dream at the end or it isn't a dream, he is not... He doesn't really care anymore. I
1: think he's dreaming, too. Kind of like... Kind of like out of Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Yeah, and this has been slightly compared to that, too. Just in the sense that you don't know, like, what's reality and what's not.
1: You think Arnold's character was actually, you know, getting rid of Kohagin and finding all the fucking uh, alien artifacts and helping the... No. That... He wasn't a secret agent. He got he got the trip that he paid for. It tells you right there in the beginning. He even picks the woman. They show the woman.
0: Yeah, everything that happens in that movie is exactly what he is. They show exactly the beginning. Like it it didn't even foreshadow it. They basically tell you what's going to happen in the movie, and then that's what happens.
1: They tell him you will absolutely believe it, absolutely. And he he did. Like okay, and they made sure that he absolutely believed it in the scene where they come in and they're from Recall and they're trying to save him. Remember and fucking he's got the gun to the guy from Recall's head. Yeah, and he sees the sweat, and Arnold pulls the trigger, and kills him. Uh, that was Arnold fucking. That was Arnold's character fucking doubling down. Go no, this is real. Yeah, this is not something from Recall, from from the Recall uh, company. But no, he, he got the he got the vacation he paid for.
0: But see, okay, so I, was haven't, all fantasy. I haven't seen it in a while. But didn't the Total Recall people,
1: yeah.
0: didn't they have protocols in place for somebody who got like a little too into it and yeah. actually did think it was like real? Yeah. So so everything that happened, like they knew, they were like, oh shit, okay, well let's yeah. do this. I don't think he was
1: having the embolism, though. No. They just told him he was having the embolism. Yeah, yeah. And then they got him to fucking commit to it by killing that guy yeah. from Recall. Like I said, I think everything in there was he, planned. Right, because he told them, "He's I'll never know the difference. You will never know the difference. It's yeah. like it and really did happen. And he didn't. And he didn't, You're right.
0: So, yeah. yeah so I he, don't think he, there's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but he was I don't. recall.
1: I, he got the vacation. Yeah, the Secret don't. I don't,
0: agent I don't think there's any mystery. Yeah. The but ego like I said. Trip.
1: He bought the ego trip.
0: Yeah. Away from himself. But this yeah. movie, I definitely think, is open to interpretation. But I don't know if the whole thematic thing is necessarily open to interpretation. Like I said, whether he's in a dream at the end or not, it the point of it is it doesn't matter. He chose not to care about it anymore. He let go of that. And he's like, you know what? My kids are here. I'm here. His father-in-law, Michael Caine, was there. And he's just like, whether this is a dream or not, I'm accepting it. This is reality. And he left all of that behind. Another thing that people have pointed out, too, is that... Um, when they're arguing that the last part is reality, is that a lot of people have thought that the top was his totem. The top was not his totem. That was his wife's totem. He he says that very clearly in the movie. So a lot of people, they don't ever actually say outright what his totem is because his big thing is like, well, you're not really supposed to let other people like handle it or touch. it's supposed to be just you. So only you know that if you're in reality or not. So a lot of people have speculated that his totem is actually his wedding ring. Because in when he's in a dream, he has his wedding ring on, on his left hand. Uh, when he's in reality, he doesn't. And so a lot of astute viewers have pointed out that his wedding ring is actually his totem, but they never say that outright. Because everybody just assumes it's the top, but it's not. They say that the top was Mal's uh, totem. So he just uses that because of her, you know what I mean? So, like I said, I don't know if that was intended, but it did seem it doesn't seem to be um accidental that every time he's in reality, he doesn't have his wedding ring on and, and whenever he's in a dream he does. so 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 most people have said that that's probably his totem, but they didn't like say that outright. Um, yeah, I'm hungry too. Robert Walsh says, New subscriber and yeah. thanks, Rocky Horror Review Years Back got me here.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay.
0: thank you very much. Oh yeah. my gosh, I remember doing that. Um, Xanata said, I've been listening to you guys since you did that show on the Order of the Solar Temple. Yeah, yeah, remember that one? So you give me a lot of content, so sending movies is just my way of saying thanks. Thank you very well, much. Well, we do appreciate thank it very much. much. And we I mean, I like which I love this yeah. movie. And I had like I had said I had only seen it one time before, but
1: is getting ready to partake in the in, in the damn Japanese classics, like Lone Wolf and Cubs series and zatoichi got to watch out man zatoichi there's over like a hundred movies and it'll kind of repeat um they're kind of samey if you watch too many of them because it just went on for a long long time but shitaro katsu man you'll like him and he produced lone wolf and cub and that's his brother playing the, doing the star playing lone wolf but uh yeah man anything Sh- Shintaro Katsu man anything related to that guy he's fucking awesome he can sing he could fucking do cocaine he can do everything <laughs> he,
0: can he can sing and do cocaine he can
1: sing and do cocaine all at drop. once yeah friend of mine he uh, multitasking. O- owns a toy company in Japan he owns HL Pro which uh, make Japanese figures he knew about Shintaro Katsu he's lived there forever uh, he's got a Japanese wife he's from France actually and he said that Shintaro Katsu was like fucking known for going to these real high end clubs and getting fucking loaded and doing great shows just start singing karaoke to everybody he wasn't even you know they said he was a real good guy everybody loved it but he, he would just start singing and putting on a show in the club you know not for not for any money just free doing karaoke
0: man they love but, their karaoke yeah
1: but he's, he was a great singer kind of like a Japanese Frank Sinatra and he was good with a sword killed a dude with a sword by
0: accident yeah, not, a not on purpose yeah
1: yeah making a movie yeah
0: danny says is there nudity in this film uh no n- no not that i remember no. uh-huh. not really much swearing either uh-huh. i think it's only pg-13 yeah. which is crazy to think about because it's kind of an r-rated concept i guess yeah. but, i didn't
1: notice any of that now that you mentioned i that. didn't
0: yeah i didn't really you won't notice like i said it's it's a heist film the movie's all business uh, Danny says, "Because uh, Tammy said yes, Danny, they're all naked." Mm. And then Danny said, "Hard pass. I don't want to see Michael Caine's saggy ball bag." Um, Michael Caine isn't naked in this. No, either. nobody's naked in this. That's I know, but they're joking. Yeah. Uh He asks, "Where does it take place and what year is it set in?" Mm-hmm. They never specify. Um, you're just meant to assume it's sometime in the future when the military has developed dream sharing technology but it doesn't like i said it's not super sci-fi it's not like super futuristic or anything it's slightly futuristic but you're mostly in dreams yeah and it's like and it's set there's a couple scenes that are ostensibly in real cities like there's some in paris and there's some in um mombasa which i don't think they actually filmed there i think they filmed that in morocco or something depending
1: on who's hosting the dream they're gonna have their own motif
0: You Mm -hmm. you know
1: what I mean? When Leonardo DiCaprio's fucking guy, when he's dreaming, it's all stylish. Sometimes when other people that are dreaming, it's kind of crappy. Mombasa, right? Although he was dreaming that, wasn't
0: he? I think he was, yeah. I think
1: he was dreaming that too. He just had different styles.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's set in dream worlds, but it's still realistic. But the whole thing about it is that, and they get into this as some of the rules of like constructing these subconscious worlds, is that, well, you want it to look kind of realistic but not, like, any kind of real place. They're like, so don't use... Because I think at one point, like, when he's kind of teaching Ariadne the ropes and she makes this bridge that's, like, a real bridge, like, in Paris that she walks across. And he's like, yeah, don't do that because um, there's all these reasons, like, why, why you shouldn't do it. Like, they have all these complicated rules. And then they have all these things where you have to construct it like a maze because it's essentially, like, constructing, like, video game... Like you don't want the dreamer who you're trying to extract information from to realize that someone else is in their dream. So you want it to be kind of seamless. So it's like, so they almost construct it kind of like a maze so that they don't see the edges, you know what I mean? And so they're like, well, we don't usually like, we like it to be realistic, but not super recognizable, you know? So there's that. Um, So it's not really set. Like I said, there's scenes that are set in Paris and there's scenes that are set in Mombasa, but other than that, it takes place in kind of and there's scenes that are set in like LA, like downtown LA. Um, but it's not a realistic it's kind of a slightly hyper real um iteration of that. You know what I mean? So it's not like super set in one place. Um yeah, Zana said I'm going to check out the Japanese movies Tom recommended. Just busy yeah. working. I'm at work right now. Yeah. Speaking of Japanese movies, a lot of people have pointed out that this movie, the concept of it at least, was may have been partially inspired by the 2006 animated Japanese film Paprika, which I haven't seen, but I've seen like a um uh like a big complicated breakdown of. I think Brandon Tenold did one, so I've seen like big chunks of it, and it does seem similar in concept and some of the scenes are homaged here but i don't know how similar it is because i haven't seen the whole thing you know what i mean so there's that um let's see hugo said if you like this film check out denzel washington's deja vu and source code i don't think i've seen either one of them i've heard of them but i haven't seen them
1: senator said that he sending come and see
0: oh yeah i can't wait to see that like i said i heard it soul crushing but okay i'm into that
1: that's the russian one right
0: yeah 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 yeah, he said. Except he said,
1: Criterion he, Edition.
0: Yeah. He said, then I won't send any for a while, but I want you to see that one, Jenny. Yeah, I want to see it too. He's interested to see, interested to hear if you consider it a horror movie. I do see it. It's interesting because I do see it come up in some lists of horror movies, even though it's technically not supposed to be a horror movie. But I kind of feel like it maybe has the same thing as that British movie from the 80s called Threads. Which isn't really made as a horror movie But most people absolutely see it as a horror movie Which I think it is I reviewed that a long time ago And honestly, I think that's one of my most popular videos That's the one that I get the most comments on For real (laughs) Because that movie is fucked up It's like a realistic nuclear war film And so it's uh, pretty depressing But yeah Alright, so I guess Tom's getting kind of antsy and hungry hungry, Back there (laughs) So we haven't eaten much today I had one piece of chicken that's all I've eaten today. We, and can
1: go, we can go get Chinese food
0: if you want. Oh, well, that sounds like... Are they still open? Yeah, I guess well, they I are. I think so, yeah. I guess they are. All right. So, we're man, we're going to go get some Chinese food. How exciting. All right. So, thanks, everybody, for dropping by this evening. Uh, thank you, Xanada, again, for sending this movie. Like I said, we'll do The Departed um, next Monday on next the uh, thing. Now, Wednesday's show... I'm actually kind of excited. I know this is kind of messed up, but I'm actually kind of excited about this. Somebody recommended on the last episode... That we do a show about the two thousand and one anthrax attacks, okay. Which I thought we had done a show about, but we didn't. I was thinking of the Chicago Tylenol thing, which happened yeah. back in the eighties. Um, we that did much to we those? did a show on that. Yeah, there there is, there is okay. a lot. So okay. so yeah. So we're gonna do a show about that on Wednesday night. So hopefully you guys can join us for that. It should be really good and really interesting. There's actually a Netflix documentary series about that, which I probably want to watch at some point, like tonight or tomorrow. So yeah, so that should be good. So hopefully you guys can join us for that. And we'll see you guys again on Wednesday night. Good.